Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where you are the author of your own Disney story. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. And you can find magic in your everyday life. If you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. How can you write your first chapter today? Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 329. Wow, we're almost at 330. That's kind of crazy. One away, some might say. Some. Most everybody, probably. Uh, But today we are bringing you another episode of The Best Thing I Ever Ate, probably the episode that I've been most excited to share because I feel like we have the best depth of foods. Before we get into that, let's hear a message from our sponsor. Today's episode is made possible by our friend Hannah Little with Creating Magic Vacations. She will get you ready to go and ready to get to Disney Springs to eat all of the delicious food that we're talking about today. Actually, last time that she and her husband Clayton were down here, we did a little taste test around Disney Springs. We ate at Amaretts and... Enzo's Hideaway. Enzo's Hideaway and all kinds of good stuff. So she is well-versed and can get you to the right places to make sure that you have the best vacation imaginable. And we cannot recommend her enough. All you have to do is go to her website. You can reach that at the link down in the show notes below or go to detourtoneverland.com slash little bit of Disney. There you'll fill out a quick form that will just give her the basic information of what you are looking to book for your family's vacation, and that will get the ball rolling. And then she takes the lead and gets the ball rolling from there and makes sure that you are all set up and ready to go. So make sure you tell her that Detour in Everland sent you whenever you fill out that free quote form. This episode is also made possible by our brand new Patreon. We're having so much fun over there. We've done two bonus episodes so far. We're trying to keep them uh, themed. So we did a Halloween episode, probably start getting ready for some Christmas content over there as well. We'd love to have you over there. We do have some magnets still. If you're interested in checking that out, you can get all the details on what is offered in our Patreon at patreon.com slash detour to Neverland. Again, easily located in the show notes below. So this series, if you are new here, this is a spoof on the Food Network show where they talk about the best thing I ever ate and they have different categories and we've broken it into the best thing I ever ate and we have different additions based on the Disney park so far. So now we've completed all of the Walt Disney World theme parks. Now we're moving over to Disney Springs, which judging on our conversations before we got started, I think we both agree this is the superior place for food out of anywhere that we've discussed so far. Disney Springs has so many choices, so much to offer They have something in every single price category. There's something for your picky eaters, something for your exquisite dining eaters. I don't have a better word for that. Adventurous. Adventurous eaters. And no matter what, you will not be disappointed. Yeah. So the topics that we're going to discuss or the categories are breakfast, drinks, snacks, appetizers, entrees, and dessert. We have multiple in every category. I think the way that I looked at this, I'm going to still give my first impression to fit with the theme of the best thing that I ever ate. And then I will give some secondary choices. Okay. That sounds good. So you want to get us started for breakfast. The best thing I ever ate in Disney Springs. I would love to the best thing I've ever eaten for breakfast. It's something that I've just had recently for the first time. Actually, it's the Chimmy Hendrix. This comes from City Works. This is my absolute favorite place for brunch in Disney Springs. But it's a breakfast chimichanga. It has your scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, green onion, pico de gallo, cheddar, and some chipotle salsa roja. It's all fried together. There's that sauce on the top. And it was absolutely huge. Typically, it would come with cheesy potatoes, which I know you like. But... I say, if it's the best breakfast you've ever eaten, you need to go with cheese grits. Which you do have a cheese grits ranking now. Is City Works still number one? Still number one. Forever. 
forever. I don't know if other cheese grits can possibly top these. Wow, that's a bold statement. And to me, Mexican food is the best thing, hands down. So to combine Mexican food with breakfast and cheese grits all in one place, it's the perfect meal. So I did a table service and a quick service for breakfast. Did you do that or did you just do breakfast in general? I honestly didn't want to do a quick service, but I did anyway because you told me that you were. If I was just going for something that I could quickly grab in Disney Springs, they truly don't have a lot of options. But I went with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Donut from Everglazed. Which you really didn't even like that one. No, I did. This was the one that I did like. Oh, okay. There are a few that we've gotten there that I haven't liked. Mostly because I think they're overpowering. But because this one is just cinnamon, it's still like a classic donut flavor. I see. I kind of have a similar thought on my quick service breakfast. So I'll share that. And then I think I maybe have a suggestion for a better option, which creeps into a different category. But mine is also from Everglaze and it's the Oreo Supreme Donut. And it's just your typical Oreo well, cookies and cream style donut. The The best one, period, was actually one that I don't think they're ever going to do again. And maybe was the key lime pie one that they did for the, it's like the Florida Festival, Taste of Florida Festival. It was only like a week and a half. But that one was probably the best one. But a normal menu item that you can get, it'd be the Oreo Supreme. However, here's my suggestion. Now that the boats are running again i think your best option is to go to port orleans french quarter and get some beignets no, for no, breakfast no. you can't leave disney springs i'm just saying we cannot encompass the entire area i'm just saying as a suggestion that's what i would do it does not fit this category but it is an option fair not quite but i'll accept Okay, my table service. So you did City Works. Mine almost went to City Works to a dish there, but instead I did the Hallelujah Biscuit from Homecoming. So it's an open face biscuit served with Chef Art Smith's wonderful fried chicken, then served with two over easy eggs. I normally get them over medium. Still a little bit runny. Pimento cheese, pecan smoked bacon, and smothered in sawmill gravy. Wow. And then you still get a side item choice on top of that. <laughs> That's your typical Southern breakfast. That's exactly what I would expect from you. Oh, are you saying I'm predictable? Yes. Yes, I am. I do have an honorable mention in this category. Do you? I do. So go ahead. No, I want to hear your honorable, honorable okay, mention. Okay, mine comes from City Works. It's what almost took the cake here, and it is the Mother's Little Helper. This is their take on a hangover bowl, so it's filled with smoked cheddar grits, same ones that you mentioned before, braised pork belly, breakfast sausage links, fried eggs, and smoked tomato charred scallion relish. Wow. I mean, and it is, it's everything you could possibly want out of a breakfast bowl, I think. The braised pork belly is almost like a bacon but it, it's crispy, it's fatty, it is just absolutely outstanding. I've tried a lot of different things at City Works, but this is what I always come back to. But it's not, there's something about Art Smith's fried chicken. It's just nearly impossible to beat. Nearly impossible, but I do think I have another one that can top it. Okay. At the Boathouse, we went there for brunch. They too have cheese grits. They're more... Cheesy, if that makes sense. They're it's kind of stringy. Yeah, they're kind of stringy in the way that their cheese is put in there. But I also got a crab cakes. Um, what do you call that? Eggs Benny. Eggs Benedict. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. I'm on a first name ben. basis with this food item. And it was excellent. It came with almost like a key lime sauce on it. Similar to what you get at Olivia's, but not quite the same. It was excellent. The egg was done marvelously. The crab cake was great. And it didn't actually come on a, um, what do you call that? The roll. It didn't come on the bread. It was just the crab cake. 
The English muffin, you mean? That's yeah, that's what I meant. I couldn't think of the name. Well, we'll we'll help each other through this. We'll piece it together eventually. But it was very good. And the best thing about the boathouse, if you go there for breakfast, is instead of their rolls, they have a cinnamon roll version of their bread. It's just cinnamon butter and the glaze on top of it. I don't know what makes it so magical, but we ordered two baskets. We did. And our server said that's what almost everybody's there for. It was great. Yeah. that is, I was going to mention that if you didn't, that that is a excellent reason to go there for brunch. And supposedly we missed it, but I guess they have a sing-along too a lot of times for brunch with a piano player. And we missed all that festivity. We were trying to get to a movie. So I wonder if we were just there too early. But it does sound like a lively place to spend brunch if you're looking for a show. Yeah, I would agree with that. So let's go to snack next, and then we'll build like our full coursed meal. Does that sound good to you? All right. All right. I only have one snack, but you go first. My snack, the best snack that I've ever eaten, and this could fall into a lot of different categories, but it is the crab-topped fries from Paddlefish. They're skin-on french fries, blue crab, and Louis dressing. To be honest, I don't know what Louis dressing is, but it gives, it makes it so that it's not dry. You could eat this as an entree. You could eat it as a snack. You could eat it as an appetizer. I think you've I, done all of the above. I've done all three. I don't share, but you could easily share this because it's rather big. The Louis sauce is almost like a roumelade, right? In a way, but it's not as thick as a roumelade. So I wonder if that's the difference. It's excellent. I mean, crab fries. It doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. I'll never forget. I We went around the table. We were all ordering. We went there for like a nice meal. Oh, my parents we were, were paying. That's Yeah, why. we were with your family. So since my parents were paying, I was going all out, mm-hmm. ordering a steak and everything. And then you ordered crab I fries. I get crab fries. They're like $16. Which is not... I mean, for Disney standards, I guess that's affordable a Not little. crazy. Yeah. They're amazing. So my thing also could be, it could be considered a snack, could be considered something else. I wouldn't consider it a meal. And this takes place at Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar, and it is the Snake Bite Sliders. So they are gourmet beef sliders with tomato, bacon, jam, house-made pickles, shredded lettuce, and cheese. And it's that tomato, bacon, jam that makes them. I also like that on the menu it says these are Reggie's favorite, which Reggie is. Snake. The snake. So the reason why I think it falls into this category is Jock Lindsay's doesn't really serve a full meal. It is just something you would get with some drinks, something light. So I think it falls into the snack category. Do you agree? Oh, I absolutely agree. Because like you said, it's kind of just a grab and go kind of thing. I know when you had these the first time you were with my dad, just, kind of hanging out, waiting for the next move. And I feel like that is exactly what a snack is. It's not a meal, but it's like an in-between. You're bored eating, basically. (laughs) Yeah, we went there before we went to um, Hoop-de-Doo. So we had to keep an open stomach in order to devour the Hoop-de-Doo fried chicken. Mm -hmm. So next category, you want to do drink next? Let's do drink. So the best drink I have ever had in Disney Springs comes from Paddlefish. Ooh, I wasn't expecting that. Which I had to think about this one for a while because this is probably the place that we've had the most drinks to enjoy. And it is the Kentucky Mule from Paddlefish. So it is Paddlefish, Knob Creek, Single Barrel Bourbon, Lime Juice, and Ginger Beer. And... That it's so Knob Creek, if you're familiar with the bourbon world, is a pretty popular brand. There's also a Disney Select Knob Creek, and I think this might even be a different one that they do just for paddlefish. So I love specialty things like that. Can you tell a difference? I mean, not in a cocktail. If you were to drink it straight, then maybe or neat, but in a cocktail, no, not really. I will also mention that you could also get, if you want that Paddlefish Private Label Knob Creek, you can get it in their old-fashioned as well. It comes standard with Larceny Small Batch, but then they can exchange it for $5 to do the Knob Creek 
private label. That is the best drink I've ever had in Disney Springs. Alcoholic. You want me to do my non-alcoholic and then I'll turn it over to you? I have a feeling we might have the same one. So I'll let you take it. Okay. It is the peanut butter cold brew from Gideon's Bakehouse. Wow. Didn't see that coming. And if you can believe it, I actually went through this list the first time and didn't put it down. It never crossed my mind until I got further down on my list and thought about Gideon's. So spoiler alert. Do you know what I had before (laughs) I had the peanut butter cold brew? I would love to know what you had. A very basic answer, but I still stand by it. It's it's very good. And it is the sweet tea from Homecoming. Oh, my goodness. That's kind of hilarious. Hard. It's hard to find good sweet tea in Florida. Our consumption of sweet tea has drastically dropped since moving down here. And it's almost when we go to somewhere like that, like Homecoming, you really got to just Take suck it, it all in. Yeah, just drink as many glasses as you can. Because, Get some to-go cups. Yeah. So, That's, I mean, it's a solid choice. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Um, I do I do have some backups if you want to go ahead and do yours, and then we'll do honorable mentions. All right. Well, like Brendan said, I do share the same non-alcoholic. It's funny because we will get this peanut butter cold brew from Gideon's at all hours of the day. If we are there late at night and we're getting something for the next day, you can ask them to just put the cold brew in a cup with no ice And sometimes we'll even fill it up all the way to the tippy top. So you actually get more coffee that way. And then that way we'll just drink it for the next day in the morning. And it saves and it's great. Not watered down or anything. Not watered down. It's the perfect amount of peanut butter just to give it some sweetness and some taste. But my alcoholic drink is actually something that's very simple. It comes from the boathouse. It's the coconut mojito. And I didn't even write down the ingredients because I'm pretty sure it's just three things. Coconut rum simple syrup, and lime. I don't know what makes it so good, but it's amazing. It's refreshing. You feel like you should be on a beach somewhere. It's exactly what you want on vacation or just on a random night. It is one of those where they always say it's seasonal, but I don't think we've ever been there where they don't have it. I don't think this one is seasonal. They do have other flavors usually. I feel like a lot of places on Disney property, they do that where... For example, if we go to our other favorite, the Three Bridges, they will have a seasonal mojito, but then they always have their mainstays. I'm pretty sure this is a mainstay for oh, Boathouse. I maybe, think you can get it all the time. Okay. Maybe I got it mixed up. But other people really like the Duck Duck Raz there, correct? I've never tried it, actually, because I never want to get anything but this. Do you have any honorable mentions in the drink category? The only other one that I thought of that would really be an honorable mention worthy is from wine bar, George, the Frascato. They even conned me into getting the little cup, the tumbler so that I can get discounted refills. And then how many times have we taken it back to get the discounted refill? Maybe two or three, not as often as I should, but I have taken it back there. I thought it was once, but I do think it's more than once. I'll believe you. Thank you. But it's basically just Dole Whip and wine, and it's very good. And you can get it if you're eating at Wine Bar George, but you can also get it from the takeout window. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. Just grab and go. What's yours? Mine comes from Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar, which we have not been going to as much recently. We go all in on stuff, Uh and then we scale back. So we need to go again. It's the Mayor's Reserve. It's honestly, I probably shouldn't have even listed it because it's so similar to the paddlefish drink that I just talked about. This is Woodford Reserve bourbon, blackberry brandy. That's really the difference here. Simple syrup and then fresh lemon juice. So no ginger beer, but sort of it has the citrus. It has the bourbon. If you can see, I kind of have a type. You definitely have a type. So good on drinks, ready to go to appetizers. Man, this is the one that hit me hard. I have four appetizers written down, and it makes me feel like I have a problem. I have four listed as well. Okay, then maybe we both have a collective problem. But every time I thought I was good, like it started with one, and then I decided I needed an alternate, and then from there, I feel like it snowballed. It just kept going. So my first 
And if you have listened at all ever, you're probably going to eye roll this. My favorite appetizer that I've ever eaten is the Maine Lobster Bisque from the Boathouse. If you still have not been to Boathouse to try this Maine Lobster Bisque, you are missing out. You must go on your next vacation. We'll take you so that we can witness you trying this because it's amazing. Everybody deserves to have this in their life. And what's your famous line? Ask for a vat of it. It's so good. Every time we go, I say, how much lobster bisque are you going to eat? And Catherine always says, a vat of it. A whole vat. I don't know where that came from, but I could eat that much. It's that good. Wow. Okay. And that's number one. That is number one, the best appetizer I've ever eaten. Probably in Disney Springs, not just Disney Springs, but at Disney as a whole. Maybe my entire life, if we're just getting crazy. (laughs) It's yeah. amazing. Um, okay, let me list my number one, and then we'll list all of our... Honorable mentions. Yeah, so my number one also comes from the Boathouse, and they are the Lucky Ducks oysters. So fresh oysters. Again, they get me with the marketing, but I believe it 100%. They say that these are oysters that are specially harvested just for the Boathouse. I believe they come from Rhode Island. Don't quote me on that it could be massachusetts (laughs) somewhere in new england is where these come from but if they ever have lucky ducks listed on the menu that they have them in stock you have to get them if you are a fan of oysters they are the best oysters i've ever had in my life their horseradish is fantastic their cocktail sauce is fantastic sometimes they're a little skimpy on the cracker so you might need to ask them for a few extra if that's something you're interested in but that is something every time we go to the boathouse, I have to get those. And they don't actually have them in stock all the time. They do run out. We've been before where you really wanted some Lucky Ducks and they were out. So you had to settle for something else. Yeah, they're out of season or they're behind on shipment or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Can't rush perfection You can't. in Lucky Ducks. Nope. Okay. You ready to list some honorable mentions? I can go first. I'll go for it. My first one, and I think this might actually show up on yours if I had to guess, is the Pulpatini from Enzo's Hideaway. It did come up on my list. So these are classic braised meatballs, whipped ricotta, and parmigiano. Forgive my Italian. It's the ricotta for me. I'm a ricotta fanatic. It's not overpowering, but it's enough to give it a good flavor these come from Enzo's Hideaway. Did you say that? I, maybe not, but yeah, Enzo's Hideaway. Enzo's Hideaway. We've gotten them both times that we've been, and they do not disappoint. It's definitely enough for two people to share because the meatballs are huge, and the sauce is amazing. The ricotta makes it. It's a great appetizer. Okay. What other honorable mentions did you have? For my third honorable mention, since that was my second, the Sagnac. Saganaki on fire. Saganaki. That's what I said, right? (laughs) Yeah. It comes from Wine Bar George. They have tons of small plates. So if you've been to Wine Bar George and you've skipped over this one, you're really missing out. It's basically just a griddled cheese. It's very stringy. It comes with crostini to put it on. And I don't know how else to describe it. Is it a Greek thing i believe so i believe it is too i don't really know what kind of cheese is sagnaki saganaki saga that's what i'm saying is that the kind of cheese i believe i i don't or then maybe that's the style but yeah it says saganaki on fire so well the on fire part is the coolest part of this whole meal i should say appetizer because they light it on fire in front of you so it's almost like a dinner show, kind of like when they make the guacamole table side. They're setting your cheese on fire table side. So it's really fun. So I actually have, that made me think of another thing that I really love from Wine Bar George. And I'm looking at the menu and it's not on there right now. Uh-oh. So maybe it's out of season. But it is the blistered shishito peppers that mm. they have. And they put lime juice on top of them. Oh, they're so good. They're the perfect mix of heat and the citrus and the 
crunch from the blistering that they do on them, they are absolutely fantastic. On that one, I do think it's the citrus from the lime juice that really makes it. I would it gives agree it a that. little something extra. I would agree. Um, so to round out appetizers, I do actually have a quick service number one. Did you do that for appetizer? No. Okay. Well, I have a quick service category, and it's kind of a stretch because it's a side item, but you could order it as an appetizer, and that is the crispy Brussels sprouts from Polite Pig. They are out of this world. I do think that's a stretch, but I'll accept it. So you do not like green things, but you've tried these, haven't you? I'm pretty sure I've tried these, and, and you they would are say good. they're Yeah, I was going to say you'd say they're edible. It's probably the highest marks that you would give them. For mm-hmm. something green. I wouldn't order them on my own, like you said, because they're green, but I'll steal one or two off your plate. So that's what I'd say. If you're if you're have your eyes set on other side items at Polite Pig, I would say get crispy Brussels sprouts as an appetizer. And then my last honorable mention is a little lame, maybe, in some people's eyes, but it's the tableside guacamole from Frontera Casina. And it was I'm a sucker for guacamole, and this was some of the best I've ever had. Just nice, fresh avocados, lime juice, tons of cilantro, nice, good chips to go along with it. We've actually only been there once, but it's still and stuck it's with me. it's been a while. It's stuck with me all this time. We still talk about it. I remember I have a list in my phone of all the best guac I've ever eaten. No, you do not. No, I don't. Oh, my gosh. That, that's a good idea, though. I, well, I would expect you to put it in, ex, in an Excel spreadsheet if you're going to have a list somewhere. And have different categories to rank it by, like amount of cilantro. Yeah, or maybe of chips. Yeah, like locations, addresses, I don't know. Yeah. I could see it. All right, app, uh, entrees. I, I have one more. You're oh. trying to skip past my final appetizer. Oh, I apologize. It is the Church Lady Deviled Eggs from Homecoming. Ooh, I knew these would come up at some point. I almost left them off because, like you said, it almost falls into the same category of being somewhat lame because when you hear deviled eggs, it's like, are you kidding me? I even think the name is funny because when you think about deviled eggs, you probably think of a potluck or a random occasion. And How have deviled eggs come up on two straight episodes? Well, I was going to say, we did mention deviled eggs on... Our last on Monday's episode, we were talking about Christmas and I mentioned I'm very weary of eating deviled eggs. This was the same way. We were with your parents. We always eat more with your parents. They love sit down restaurants and your dad really wanted to try them. I volunteered as someone who would be willing to eat a deviled egg and I've been a changed person ever since. It might be the bacon on top. It also has... um. I guess those would be jalapenos on them also. So it's a little spicy. It's just very good. Has Homecoming ever served something that's not very good? I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. But we are also Homecoming's target market. You know, some other podcasts, and I always love these episodes when people do them, of looking at and reading reviews of Disney things. You know, you can write a Google review on anything. You could write a review of Triceratops Spin mm-hmm. if you want to. But I would love to go through and see what negative things people had to say about Homecoming. <gasps> I would imagine the biggest thing people would be just, it wasn't worth the money. Which, you know, you can say that for anything Disney-wise. But Wow. I would never write a negative review about Homecoming. Well, Of I all know. things. I know. Okay, now are you ready for entrees? Now I'm ready. Okay. Ladies first. Okay. I kind of have three categories for my entrees, and I'll talk you through my thought process. We always do a table service and a quick service, but I even took my table service and put it into two categories, like an everyday dinner, but a but also a special occasion dinner. So this way I got three entrees in one category, basically. Perfect. I have uh, top ones, and then I have an honorable mention, so I have three also. Perfect. Let's start with quick service. So with quick service, the best place to eat hands down in Disney Springs has got to be Polite Pig. Their food quality, I feel like is unmatched when it comes to quick service food, not to throw shade at the other quick service places, because I think they're also very good. 
but you can tell, I don't know, just that it's amazing. Yeah. I was going to say that it's homemade. I guess most everything is homemade in Disney Springs, but it's just the quality is superb. I I really find it difficult to eat anywhere else in Disney Springs for quick service. Like, don't don't even at me if anybody's going to talk about Chicken Guy. No. <gasps> what a sin. Can't even entertain that. Maybe Deluxe, but, I mean, Polite Pig has burgers, too. So Not Blaze. Maybe. Even though it's a good pizza. Wolfgang Puck Express, maybe. But we don't. I never think about it. Earl of Sandwich. We tried that recently and we're kind of disappointed. I think I'd rather get a pub sub. I think people love Earl of Sandwich just for nostalgia, if I'm being honest. But that's my hot take of the day. I love nostalgia just as much as anyone. I would agree. Polite Pig, as far as just bang for your buck and overall quality, it's it it beats a ton of table service restaurants in Disney Springs. And it's also semi-ruined barbecue for us because this is the place to go. I'm not getting Regal Eagle, Flame Tree. I still like it. But this, if you want barbecue at Disney, you have to make a trip to Polite Pig. So now that we've hyped it up a lot, you also get very big portions. So the two best things that I eat there are either the Southern Pig or the Low and Slow Brisket. They're both sandwiches because I found that you get so much food, even with the sandwich, as far as if you just want to pick the meat out of it, that it's amazing. So with either one of these, so I'll go through both of them. The Southern Pig, Pulled Pork, Fennel Apple Slaw, Tangy Mustard Barbecue, and Duke's Mayo. Oh, Duke! you put Duke's Mayo on anything and I would eat it. I don't know why we started buying Duke's Mayo, maybe because of Polite Pig or their commercials. Duke's Mayo. If you haven't switched over, you ought to. And the low and slow brisket sandwich. It's prime brisket, pimento cheese, porter barbecue, pickled jalapenos, and an onion straw. Sheesh, as the kids would say. Um, please don't. I hear that too many times a day. It comes with a side of your choice. Brussels this sprouts. Is, no, sir. This is where I always have the hardest time. Mac and cheese, amazing. Their corn, amazing. But then they also have barbecue dusted waffle fries. And I don't know how you like your fries, but I like my fries very crispy and very crunchy. And these are perfect. I've never had a floppy fry from Flight Pig. See, I love the floppy meaty fries. Nope. Nope. So these are crunchy. It has like the barbecue dust on top of them, which gives them the perfect flavor best thing do you here's the question do you dip them in the sauce as well sometimes but i honestly feel like they're good just the way they are you don't mess with a chef's specialty is that what you're saying yeah don't don't mess with it it's perfect okay i i mean my mouth is watering just hearing about those do you want me to do my quick service yes go ahead mine also comes from polite pig shocker i mean it would have been weird if i went somewhere else after After that review. Um, And mine, this is, I think this is the test of good barbecue restaurants for me. It's a little obscure, but I always like to try their turkey because turkey is very easy to overcook. But when it's done right and you can smother some white, like some Alabama white barbecue sauce on it, sheesh. You've got to stop saying that. We're going to lose. Someone's going to write us a one star on iTunes because of this. No one wants to listen to that. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're smoked turkey. And I, I get the platter. They do serve it on the sandwich as well, I think. But I normally get the platter because then I can get two, two sides. sides. And then I get the cauliflower and the Brussels sprouts. You didn't even mention the cauliflower earlier in your list of. It's a vegetable. Some- so I typically Starches stay away only. from that. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the best thing I've ever had quick service wise. Table service, you want to do the honors? I'm going to go, I'm step, step laddering it. I'm going to go my middle, just kind of my average entree. Now it is Disney Springs, so it's going to be a little above average. But the best 
average entree. I can't believe I'm calling it that. That I've ever eaten. Affordable, maybe it's. Affordable, which is also depends on who you talk to. Comes from homecoming. It's the chicken and donuts. Okay, you could have put this into the breakfast slash brunch category. But this is not on the breakfast or brunch menu. This is a normal menu menu item. Is it? Yes. Oh, okay. I've gotten this for like lunch or dinner before. I think it falls into the same category of like a chicken and waffles, which again, you might think about it for breakfast, but to me, it just makes a good anytime meal. The donuts, the sweetness carry the entire meal because it's such a fun combination of the sweet and the salty and the crunchy and soft and you have lots of textures and lots of flavors. It's not something you need to eat often. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. You probably shouldn't eat fried chicken and donuts regularly, but it's fun to try it every once in a while. And I thought it was just the best meal. You also get some sides. I like, surprise again, the macaroni and cheese. Very good. Very creamy. Everything you'd want for macaroni and cheese. And I think it's one of the best meals in Disney Springs. Here's my question. Is it the best flat out, flat out, Best fried chicken on Disney property. I'm going to say yes. Wow. So who else is in the category? Grand Floridian Cafe? Yes. Olivia's? Yes. Hoop-dee-doo. Hoop-dee-doo. Would be in that category. Slash Trails End. Trails, yep. But I think Homecoming does it best. Our friend Brian said that we have to try the fried chicken from House of Blues. So Ooh, we've I'm, never been there. Yeah, I'm always down to try mm-hmm. new fried chicken. Okay, here's the ultimate question, though. How does it compare to the fried chicken from Plaza Inn and Disneyland? That might be more sentimental. You're talking about nostalgia and just feel good. I feel like when I look back on that vacation and eating it, it's very good. But when you actually look at quality and things like that. I still think homecoming is kind of unmatched. Is chicken guy number one? Is it? I just said quality is something that I look for. Oh, all the hot takes on chicken guy today. (laughs) He brought it up. Um, okay. Do you, do you want to do your top level one or you want me to go? No, we're going tip for tat. Okay. I'll do my honorable mention first if we're doing a step ladder. Okay. And this one, I'm actually really surprised on how much I enjoyed it. It is the Linguini alla Barata from Enzo's Hideaway. And believe it or not, this is a vegetarian dish. Ooh. So as the name suggests, it's burrata and linguini. But what really makes it is there are roasted mushrooms in there and loads of spinach. And it is just the perfect combination of the earthy from the mushrooms with the creaminess of the burrata. Of course, they know how to cook pasta perfectly at Enzo's Hideaway. It's just a really, really excellent dish. It's one of my biggest complaints about pasta. Is sometimes you feel like you need to take a nap afterwards. And I think this is a nice middle ground where just a nice meal to enjoy. Pasta always makes me feel warm and fuzzy, just happy. It's a comfort food. I mean, that's a pretty good choice. Okay. So top level, tippy top. Top level. This is the kind of place where if you're celebrating a special occasion, a birthday, an anniversary, whatever it might be, this would be the place that I would want to celebrate at. We're about to go to the same restaurant. Boathouse? Yes. Steak? Yes. Okay, well then, hands down, this is the best thing that you can get in Disney Springs. If you're not worried about being on a budget, if you're on vacation, or like I said, if you are spending money on a celebration meal, I mean, this is my pick. I've already mentioned that the lobster bisque is my favorite appetizer. They have my favorite drink. Now it's my favorite entree. This is my favorite place, I have to say. Did you pick a particular cut of steak? I did. I always prefer the filet just because I don't like fat on my steak. And it's. And I do. So I picked the ribeye. 
Yeah. I mean, to me, it's just perfect. They come with lots of enhancements and extra things that you can put on it. I don't think I've we've ever done that because the steak itself is just so good. You can get sides to share. We usually get, again, the macaroni and cheese, <laughs> which is very good. And or more oysters if you wanted to. More, yeah, more bisque. You never have enough lobster <laughs> bisque. But I mean, it's unmatched. The steaks, don't they come from Chicago? Uh, yeah, I mean, by way of Chicago. So it's Gibson steaks. Okay. I don't think they're like Chicago grown cows. But. Well, no, but I know that Gibson is a Chicago brand. Yeah, so I believe the ribeye, if I read correctly, is Australian beef. And I don't know where the I don't know if it says where the fillet comes from, but no, it doesn't. Yeah, the ribeye says it's a seventy-five day aged Gibson's grass-fed Australian. Good day, mate. I took a screenshot just so I could remember everything, but I mean it's amazing. I will say in this category, the other place that is sneakily good at steak is Paddlefish. They have an excellent ribeye there as well. Now, if you're going to spend that high amount of money, I do think Boathouse has a little bit of a better offering, but don't sleep on paddlefish either. They're very similar menus, and they're right next to each other, but they have something to offer as well. And I think that's what it comes down to, is just once you start to get into that price range of it's a special occasion meal and you are going to be spending a little more. I mean, we've even talked about it before. We want to go somewhere where we know it's always going to be good. And I feel very confident in telling people that when you go to Boathouse, it's going to be good. For any meal of the day. And (laughs) honestly, the best thing about Boathouse is how their menu does have different price points of what you can go at. So one time we went there and I had a salad and you got like a I've sandwich. I've got a sandwich. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people really love the filet sliders that they have. So you can get things that are under 20 bucks a plate. And I think and that's, happy. Yeah, I think that's one of the best things about Boathouse. But if you want to spend the, what is it? How much is the ribeye? 50, 60 bucks? The ribeye is 44 the filet is 54, but they also have a petite filet, which is 44. I'm pretty sure that's the one I usually get. No, because, go big or go home. Well, I was just going to say because I get so many sides and other things that I don't need. Well, after your vat steak. of lobster bisque, it's a lot to take in. Exactly. Okay. Dessert. We got to have the same thing, right? There's not even a conversation on this. So you I say know- it on, should we like count to three and say it? Well, I actually, no, I actually saw yours that we did pick something different, but we're at the same place, Gideon's Bakehouse. It has to be Gideon's. If you think dessert and Disney Springs and Gideon's is not what comes to mind, then we need to have a conversation because I'd love to know what does come to mind. And I'm being so serious. Well, before you unveil your actual item, the best thing you've ever had in the dessert category, what what else did go through your mind besides Gideon's? Did Amaretts? Cross your mind? Yes and no, because we've gone to Emirates on several occasions. And I'd say nine out of 10, I've been very happy. But the thing about Emirates is it's not super consistent as far as what they're selling and if you can get it. Like, for example, the last time that we went there with Hannah and Clayton, like you mentioned, we wanted to try the Haunted Mansion cake for Halloween and they didn't have any made because they had sold out. So, They told us we would have to come back in like an hour and a half to try to get it. And that's just kind of the risk that you take when you go to Amaretz, unless you go right when they open and they have everything in stock because you could very easily go and they're sold out of everything that you want. That did happen to us another time. Just to play devil's advocate, that same exact scenario can take place at Gideon's as well. Well, I guess that's true. But they do try to tell you before you get in line what they're sold out of. That's true. And I feel like Gideon's has a bigger selection. I don't know. Maybe now I'm just being picky, but. Okay. What about the ganachery? They do have a, a, a s'more that they make in front of you, which is quite good. But I just didn't think it compared. To be honest, the only other thing that I thought of was the watermelon Dole Whip. I thought about that too. 
because I but thought that, that was, was terribly refreshing. And now it's in Epcot. Yeah. And in other places, I think we talked about it for Christmas again, that they're going to have a watermelon Dole Whip kind of cocktail at the Polynesian. So it sounds like they're bringing it to different places. So it wasn't specific to Disney Springs anymore. Yeah. Okay. So at Gideon's, what is the best item you've ever had there? The best item at Gideon's has to be the peanut butter banana cake. You are a sucker for their cakes. I th- I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion. Their cakes are so much better than the cookies. Okay, let's not get carried away. This is my opinion. This is the best thing that I've ever eaten. I think the cakes are way better. They're huge. They are called double iced cakes, which mean your race your ratio of <laughs> icing to cake is double icing and I'm the kind of person that that's how I like to eat my cake. I know some people are weird and they like the cake more than the icing, but that's not me. Just at me next time. Okay, Brendan, you're weird. I like lots of icing. And for this particular cake, I'm not a big banana person, but it was a chocolate cake, peanut butter icing, and it had layers of like fresh banana. Um, what would you call that? Spread? I don't know. I guess, yeah, because they weren't like fresh bananas. They weren't like pieces of banana. It was almost like banana pudding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of that consistency. It was to die for. Their peanut butter frosting, if you ever go in there and they have a cake with the peanut butter frosting, buy it immediately. It's not overpowering. It's definitely thick and it's definitely rich, but it's the kind of frosting that you just want to eat with a spoon. And that's basically what you're doing. I think they actually sell their frosting as like a dip now. They do because you can buy like cookie pieces. And dip them in the And dip them in there. But I think you need the cake because the cake is so well done. It's not dry. It's the opposite of dry. (laughs) You're not going to make that same mistake I won't make that same mistake, but it's the opposite of dry. It's the heaviest and most dense cake you've ever bought in your life. You can definitely share it with everybody in your family. And it's amazing. And we've tried several cakes from Gideon's, and this is the best. Okay. So you ready to hear my weird answer, apparently? I didn't say weird. You said I was weird. Well, you don't like as much icing as cake. I think the best item I've ever had for dessert in Disney Springs is the evening exclusive coffee cake cookie that Gideon's does. So you can only get it after the sun sets. So you got to time it correctly and then if you've ever had their morning coffee cake cookie it's the same thing but instead of a vanilla base they use the same base as the chocolate cookies it's like a dark chocolate yeah but the cinnamon from the coffee cake balanced with the chocolate it's a little it's a little gooier than like the chocolate chip cookies because it's not loaded with the chocolate chips you get more cookie in there and it is Absolutely unreal and how good it is. I do like the crumble on the top because it almost makes me think of like an apple streusel kind of top. But I mean, that's a good cookie. I do have to say that's probably my favorite cookie from Gideon's. So I would say that that's a good choice. To be honest, we've never had the morning exclusive cookie. So it's kind of hard for us to compare the two. We know they're similar based on other descriptions and the fact that it's coffee cake, but we're not morning people. We're night people, which is why we also like this cookie. Yep. So let's finish this out. So that's all the categories we have for the best thing I've read. Let's finish this out and talk about maybe some places that we want to give another try to, or maybe an initial try to that could surpass some of these things on our list. The main one that comes to my mind that people might be screaming from home is Morimoto. We have only been there once. We did not have a great experience, but I think it was more on us than on Morimoto. We just didn't order the right things. I will agree with that, that we did not order the right thing. But with so many choices, it is hard to be willing to give something a second chance. I do want to give Frontero Casina a second chance. It made your guacamole list. And I do remember the food being 
very good and very fresh. And I love Mexican food. I already talked about that once. So I would love to give that another try. Um, the other thing I would just say briefly on Morimoto is I do, I do think it's excellent. And I know people really like the duck there and they have good sushi there. Duck doesn't really speak to us, but we, I would give the sushi another try. We could even try the outdoor, the quick service version if we wanted to try something like that. But if you're familiar with Orlando, Orlando has so many good Asian food places. So lots of good Japanese, Thai, Chinese, Korean. Like it has the full coverage of that kind of cuisine if you're interested in it. So it's a little bit tougher for me to justify spending Morimoto prices when I know for a fact I can go somewhere just on the road that's better. That's true. I mean, you can say that in a lot of categories, but I think it's especially true in Chinese, Japanese style food. Especially because, like you said, when we went, we just weren't crazy about it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I've always wanted to try City Works for just their normal menu because we always, always, always go at brunch. But other than that... I mentioned House of Blues earlier. Ooh, okay. So that would be a good first time. I know one that we really need to try. It's desperate that we try, and that's Haleo. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Because I know for a fact that if it didn't close... Um, bongos. Bongos would have made our list. We were huge fans of bongos. We were like the only fans of bongos. I don't care. I loved it. You could always get a table. <laughs> They also had good mojitos. I mean, it was excellent. Yeah. I don't really have any interest in trying things like Planet Hollywood, to be honest. I will say the one place that I was really looking forward to opening and now it's come out and they're not going to open was that Bellatrix place. Beatrix. Oh, Beatrix. Well, (laughs) I was pretty close. You just put some Harry Potter spin on it. Exactly. It's fine. Because I do think that would have been a really good quick service option for breakfast. And kind of like we mentioned, Disney Springs needs that. Now, maybe the hours aren't really conducive to breakfast because everything opens at 10. But I do think it would have been nice. Yeah. So let us know if we missed anything or any of your favorite dishes that you think that we need to try. The Edison maybe comes to mind for some things. I don't think it's... It's good across the board. I don't think it's the best in anything. I would agree with that. So we'd love to know your answers to all of these categories, best things you've ever eaten in Disney Springs. The next time we do this series, it will be for, you think, just resorts in general? Or do we need to do resort areas? Or Disneyland. Disneyland and DCA. So lots of options. We will figure that out and we will be back for that episode. We thank you guys so much for listening. If you were in that planning stage or just want to get the ball rolling on a quote, definitely reach out to our sponsor and friend Hannah Little with Creating Magic Vacations. You can find all of her contact information down in the show notes below or go to detourneverland.com slash little bit of Disney. And when you fill out that free quote form, check that box that said that Detour to Neverland sent you. It really helps us out in our relationship with Hannah. So thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back on Monday and we can't wait to chat with you then. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit DetourToNeverland.com. We appreciate you letting us be part of your day. See you real soon.